Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. with Wings Productions presents episode 35 of the Skylark Bell Wingspan. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In our previous episode, Magpie received a strange letter requesting her presence at the care home in Brighthaven. In today's episode, we read chapter 35, Closure, in which Magpie discovers the identity of the person who sent the letter. Be sure to listen through to the end of the episode for a preview of a podcast I quite enjoy called Haunted or Hoax. Now, let's settle in, grab a blanket, and a warm drink. We're getting started. Mr. Corbeau, your guest is here. The nun's words swirl around Magpie's head, and she begins to feel dizzy. Mr. Corbeau... Marius Corbeau? But he never even existed. Unless... You may come in now, says Sister Agnes, her head peeking out from the open door. Magpie takes a deep breath and steps into the room. It takes a moment for her eyes to adjust to the darkness. She blinks a few times, then looks around. The room is quite small with only the basic necessities. A bed, a dresser, and a small desk and chair. Magpie turns her attention to the bed. There is an old man lying in it, layers of blankets piled on top of his legs despite the warm spring day. I will leave you now, but please don't hesitate if you should need anything from me, says Sister Agnes warmly holding on to Magpie's hands. She looks as if she is deciding whether to say more, but then gestures with her head for Magpie to follow her back into the hallway. I should probably warn you. He is very ill. After 98 years of living, I'm afraid he doesn't have much time left. I'm very sorry. She gives Magpie's hand a squeeze, 
then turns and walks away, the sound of her block heel shoes echoing down the hall. Magpie turns back toward the door, her heart pounding. She steps back into the room and tentatively walks to the side of the bed. Mr. Corbeau, she says, leaning toward the man who appears to be sleeping with his back turned toward her. She sees some movement at the foot of the bed, and the man makes a soft sound as he slowly turns himself around. Magpie lets out a gasp as recognition sets in. His face is carved with deep lines, and his hair is snowy white. The gray of his eyes is faded and milky, but she would recognize him anywhere. Lucas, she whispers, confused, horrified, and relieved all at the same time. The man strains to focus his eyes on her, and a smile slowly makes its way onto his face. He lifts his hand up to touch her face. Lucas, how? I don't understand, she says, tears streaming down her face. How can Lucas be here? How can he be 98 years old? He was only 25 when she left him at Carnifex House. She made sure to put everything in place for him to live a happy, fulfilling life if she never returned. I tried so hard to find you, he whispers. The noise that escapes from Magpie doesn't even sound human. Never has she felt this level of pain, not even when Lucas first disappeared. She had finally accepted that she would never see him again, at least not as an adult, and consoled herself with the fact that he would be living a long, happy life at Carnifex House. But here she is, standing before yet another cruel twist of fate. Magpie takes a deep breath to compose herself, then walks over to the desk to get the chair and brings it to the side of the bed. She sits down and takes a hold of Lucas's hand. I'm so sorry, he whispers, tears spilling from his eyes. Shh, no need for that, she says reassuringly running a hand along his cheek. Suddenly, a thought occurs to her. Lucas, how did you find me, here in this time, she asks. He smiles and winks. I was always clever, you know, he says, clearly struggling to get the words out. It took me a long time to figure it out. He pauses, giving himself a moment to find the strength to continue. I am not Farfalla, he finally spits out. It was you, all along. It was always you, he says. Magpie sits back, reeling, remembering the impossible sketch that had appeared out of thin air the day they cleaned out Farfalla's house. Her house. The sketch on which someone, herself, had scrawled a final clue. The words, I am not Farfalla. So Lucas had somehow ended up on a different timeline, one that began long before any of the events at Meadow Lane, long before the timeline Magpie is living in now. And somehow, he had figured out that she was the Farfalla of their youth. Somehow, 
he had found a way to get a message to her so they could be together one last time. Magpie tells him about his grandma Gemma and about how she herself held his father as a baby. She tells him about her knitting and blackberry jam and how she has an arrangement with the Tofettos. She tells him about her daily breakfast of blackberry waffles and sweet orange tea at the early bird and how she always sits in the booth at the very back. She tells him about the people of Pocket being frightened of her, thinking she placed the curse on Meadow Lane, and that she lets them think that because it means they don't approach her to ask questions. I'm just biding my time until I see you again, as a young boy, and eventually myself, she says, a sad smile on her face. Lucas's eyes grow wide, and he shakes his head from side to side. He whispers something unintelligible. What's that? she asks gently, leaning closer to him. Crossing timelines, he chokes out. Magpie furrows her brow, confused. Don't cross timelines, he says again. What do you mean, Lucas? I don't understand, she says. He takes a deep breath, digging deep to get his message across. I tried to come back. 1925, Marius, Mirror Pond. He stops to catch his breath. Crossing timelines sparked the silence, he says, closing his eyes exhausted from the effort. Magpie takes a moment to sort out the disjointed thoughts. Finally, she thinks she understands. Lucas, do you mean that the silence at Meadow Lane started when you came into contact with your younger self? She asks. Lucas gives her an almost imperceptible nod. Magpie ponders a little longer. If the silence began when Lucas and his younger self encountered each other, Maybe Meadow Lane was just frozen in time, immobile for decades until... Lucas, the silence at Meadow Lane started spreading after I met Farfalla, she begins. He again nods quietly. Crossing timelines is what made it start, and also what will make it grow. He finally opens his eyes to look at her. One last thing, he says, truly struggling at this point. In the forest, there was a woman. She called herself Dialanji. He pauses for a long while, and Magpie wonders whether he has fallen asleep. I think she sent me here on purpose. She was angry because I thought she was you, because I was hoping she was you he finally says. Magpie takes his hand. I'm here now, she says, leaning over to lay a tender kiss on his cheek. I love you, Magpie. I always loved you, he whispers. Magpie feels tears burning her eyes. I love you too, Lucas, she says, unaware in that moment that those would be the last words she would ever speak. Lucas lays in bed, his head turned toward her, his eyes never leaving her face, 
his hand never leaving her grasp as he breathes his last breath. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Wingspan Chapter 36, Crossing the Line, in which Magpie, after decades of living in pocket under Farfalla's identity, finally crosses paths with a familiar face. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. If you are enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts. They help give the podcast more visibility so others can find and enjoy the story. You can also support my work through a donation or by subscribing to my Patreon, where you get early access to episodes, as well as MP3 downloads of the music, artwork, behind-the-scenes videos, and so much more. Just check the show notes for links to Patreon, my website, and my social media accounts. Before I go, I'd like to share this reel for a podcast I quite enjoy called Haunted or Hoax. Listen to this paranormal investigation podcast that travels around the United States. If you enjoy the haunted atmosphere of the Skylark Bell, you'll want to check them out. Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. And we're the hosts of Haunted or Hoax, a paranormal investigation podcast where we investigate the legends and history, not just the ghosts. Our locations range from houses down in Savannah, Georgia, murder houses in the Midwest, to hotels in West Virginia. Additionally, we get together and go on ghost tours and bring the legends and history to you. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss the legends, history, and experiences from haunted locations. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.